Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the United States of a Movie Podcast. The movie podcast that tries to achieve the impossible. We are trying to define the one movie for each state in these United States. It is my most fun moment of the week because I get to talk to two of my favorite movie fans. First of all, Ryan Sander, welcome back to the show. You know, every week we do this, I think, how on earth are we going to top last week's choices? <laughs> And somehow we pull another wild card and my mind is absolutely blown. I can't wait to get into this as well because we've had some absolute bangers picked this week as well. Welcome back, Will. Producer Will, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. I already, we're going to top ourselves again today. I guarantee it. <laughs> well, that is uh, by English speak. You've just said we're going to kill ourselves. We're, yes. <laughs> we're going to top ourselves. We just yeah. might. Listen, <laughs> yeah. listen to this episode. <laughs> yeah. There were several moments through my movie where I was like, yeah, this is this is it for me. This is it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason we are positively giddy is because this week the 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 choice that we went with was the the ultimate um, when it comes to a state choice is Florida. Florida is a, a fascinating state. Florida men, Florida stories, Florida craziness, and I honestly feel like we did Florida credit by choosing some absolute. <laughs> Bangers of movies. My I, my my choice is honestly, it's kind of like the same way that when we had Beth Troutman on the show for North Carolina is I I always go instinctual, try not to overthink it. I go, what is my instinctual choice? And so my instinctual choice for Florida, as soon as I thought about Florida, I just I landed on on the Oscar winner, the the subtle, the understated. Um, just classic movie, Bad Boys 2, Michael Bay's Bad Boys 2 from 2003, Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, Gabrielle Union, all kinds of people. And wow, that was a rewatch. But you think, I mean, you could get crazier. Um, well, let's, Will, you, you, you picked um, an absolute classic, another one I was actually in my mind circling. Which movie did you choose? I went with The Birdcage. It's one of my, I love that movie. It's a feel-good movie for me. It's one of those, if I'm feeling down, I put on the birdcage and I'm just happy again. It's like city slickers for me in that way. Oh yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I could just, I could just watch it all the time. Just absolute it's comfort classic. So good. I was so glad when you picked this one because 
I absolutely love this movie too. And you hit the nail on the head. This is just such a comfort movie. Like the stakes couldn't be any lower, but it's <laughs> right. just so <laughs> absolutely absurd. And every single person is like banging on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just wonderful. I love it's it. It's great. For those of you that don't know, The, the Birdcage, the 1996 movie directed by Mike Nichols. It stars a powerhouse of people, let's be honest. Robin Williams, Nathan Lane, Gene Hackman, Diane Weiss, Callista Flockhart, Hank Azaria, um, and more. Uh, that, yeah. that was a, that's a great movie. And then I, I almost feel like it wouldn't be the United States of Movie Podcast if we didn't have some sort of fever dream to, to try and figure out. Um, and yeah. boy, oh boy, did Ryan bring something to the party. Yeah. What did I, we I, went with a, I went with a bit of, I was trying to think outside the box on this one. I was originally going to pick Scarface, which maybe our listeners were like, you know, you mentioned instinct. I always, I also always go with my gut. The problem is my gut is horribly wrong all of the time. And I was, I, we were almost going to have to fight each other for bad boys too, but I was going to go with Scarface. And then I landed, I, I like my memory went to this dark place and I went back to this one it's that's like a so bad it's good movie i went with streets of fire 2 havana nights <laughs> just kidding i went with the 1987 criterion collection classic <laughs> miami connection now miami connection for those of you that don't know which is pretty much everyone in the world is a 1987 movie directed by richard park well it's basically created, produced, starring, cast by, written by this guy called YK Kim. And you know what? Let's not beat around the bush. Let's just get yeah. straight into Miami Connection. Well, I, I, yes. I wrote down, if you're wondering what this movie is about, it's about friends to eternity, loyalty, <laughs> honesty. Honesty. That stay together <laughs> through thick through and thin. Through thick and thin. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, I have deliberately um, not looked up much about Miami Connection. The very little that I know is that it was kind of created by this Taekwondo guy and that it was a lost movie that was found. That's yeah. that's that's kind of my understanding of the movie. So if you guys yeah. can do me a favor, fill me in on what the frick this movie is and why. Oh, we'll, we'll fill you up. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, apparently this movie bombed. Shocking, shockingly? But uh, I think there was a... Um, if I'm remembering this correctly, a projectionist like found this movie. He was running it at the Alamo draft house. And then it just got this resurgence and cult status and became this kind of classic hit all of the room. Right. Instead, but instead of throwing, right. Yeah. But instead of people throwing spoons at the screen, they would just do Taekwondo on each other. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, the, the premise of this movie is, I, ch- I challenge anybody least. to tell me the premise yeah. of this movie. My favorite well, thing I've got it right here. Because yeah. <laughs> at some point, I'm watching this movie and I text you because I'm like, it's called Miami Connection. Mm-hmm. And then we're yeah. in this club that often features in the movie. And they're like, the best club in Orlando. And I'm like, yeah. wait, we're in Orlando? And then we're also in Central Florida. Okay. And then mm-hmm. I Google Orlando because we have shots on the water. And I go, but Orlando's not on the waters. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're in, da- they're in uh, like Daytona Beach. <laughs> is but there a Miami Connection? The, the premise, <laughs> as, as I'm about to say, is it's, it's a martial arts rock band, goes up yes. against a, gan- a band of biker ninjas who are taking over the drug, tw- the drug trade, and in quotes, somewhere in Miami. 
<laughs> well, that's actually right. It's that's exactly. It says somewhere in Miami, right, right yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. But then the the thing that confused me is that it opens with motorcycle ninjas because, of course, it fucking does. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And wow, what a way to start the movie. And then I'm like, well, because I can't it's wait. The best movie ever. Yeah, I can't right. wait for a whole movie of motorcycle ninjas, and then yeah. they don't turn up again until the last ten minutes. Nah, it's not important. <laughs> it's like what the. Where's the motorcycle ninjas? And then we had this 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 other plot about like my favorite part, my favorite subplot actually was the other band that was really aggro. So they lost out onto a performance at this particular club, and they mm-hmm. try to fight them, lose, then try to get muscle to fight them, and it just so happens that the head of that muscle is also the brother of the newest band member, who's this girl who's dating one of the taekwondo guys, and then that that brother goes to the motorcycle ninjas because they happen to be like blood brothers and tries to hire mm-hmm. them to mess up the band slash taekwondo group slash university attenders slash orphans am i yeah, am i right about that as well and, you, and, and you're confused how what <laughs> yeah couldn't sorry? be simpler so, yeah. <laughs> and it's 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 worth noting that the the, the brother that you're you're talking about looks like ellis from, from die hard <laughs> yeah that's what i think hans <laughs> yeah. booby yeah yeah i wrote <laughs> we have we the, the we have ellis at home version of from die hard. <laughs> i kept saying hey booby i can every time he would run up on screen i would say that me too dude so which I, I, is so confusing like the, the first of all the wardrobe fantastic not yeah. not a single sleeve in the film <laughs> um Everyone, this movie is basically an 86-minute commercial for why Taekwondo is incredible. And I don't know if they were trying to capitalize on the popularity of like karate in that time period from the Karate Kid. And they're like, we've got something better. Taekwondo. Uh, this is why it's Oh, great. yeah. And they so, proved it. Absolutely right. He's like Flawless. an actual – well, it does. It does kind of give you that like – it tries to add the element of what you know. One taekwondo. There is definitely a seven-minute um, segment of the movie where they just oh do God. taekwondo, <laughs> and they're and and it's not like they're trained. They're training because they perform taekwondo on stage while they're singing songs about taekwondo and friendship. Yes, that's great. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. The, every song in this movie every, is, oh, by the way, it's a musical as well. If you haven't yeah, seen this, right. it's not, but it actually fucking is. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I've sworn twice already, but if this movie brings it out of me, it is absolutely bonkers. Every song in this movie rules. And it also yeah. doubles as a, a, an extended exposition dump to explain what's going on currently. In in the same way that my complaints of street, Streets of Fire um, was that... Uh, the, not the enough songs, music yeah right but the yeah. songs existed but they weren't about the movie it, it is the exact opposite yeah. with Miami Connection is yeah. that they are singing about stuff and it be it friendship or be it we're gonna take down people or we're gonna fight I'm like this is yes yeah, yeah this is what I'm looking for this is I love uh, <laughs> the, 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 the the just to say at the beginning of the film it opens with this montage that kind of just packs everything into the first like seven or so minutes as the credits credits are going and then you have the gang the gang leader slash drug lord uh performing martial arts and his arms are on fire and he's chopping through cement blocks and he only gets through like the top (laughs) three of them (laughs) this is another film we talked about where they only had one take to do everything because this movie had no budget Right. Yeah. Well, it is a very much independently produced movie. So everything, yeah. so this guy, YK Kim, um, so as I understand it, was just a bit of a taekwondo legend around Miami. And I think he had some friends and 
he basically took all of his students or something like that and just just said, yeah. hey guys do you want to make a movie and yeah. I, I think the way I described it to you you guys was it's like you took five episodes of Power Rangers and then chopped mm. them up and and just arranged yeah. the movie at random and it's like I'm just going to put together 90 minutes worth of footage and then they were like, we're not quite at 90 minutes, so I'll tell you what, let's do three music videos and just an inexplicable amount of slow motion and some yeah. Bay Baywatch-style you know, shenanigans, and we'll stretch that movie out. We'll stretch it out. But the thing yeah. is, I was here for it. My favorite character yeah. is whoever the heck the guy from Hall of Notes was. <laughs> the guy with the mustache. I, wrote, yeah, oh. I, had to write, I had to write their names down because yeah. I was so confused. As Me to too. Because it, it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. But with with incredibly memorable memorable names like mark john jack jim tom jane and jeff it's really there's really no standout performance yeah for me as well we've got like the main character the korean character um the most adr character mark <laughs> like, come on man yeah. yep that's a. Uh, yeah, I, I love that. His, his name is Mark in the movie. I just, I don't know. Something about that is just fantastic. Like, this, of course, that guy's name is Mark. This movie you know? is like a super cut of porno, porno with none of the porn. With the just porn all cut of the di Just all of the dialogue. Yeah. Because the way it's shot and framed, it's it's wild. I see. I, I'm so I jealous. was getting this. I was getting the sense, like, whenever I watch this movie, it feels a lot like you know, Power Rangers is a good example. Like it's yeah. all the teenage um, scenes for like before they transform in Power Rangers. It's like that level dialogue and acting, and then occasionally turns into the most violent movie you've ever seen yeah. in your entire life. Yeah. But no, it just shifts like that. There's no like build up to it. It's just like, oh wait, no, we're Rambo now. Um, yeah, that, that and then goes scene. right back. Oh that, opening, that opening scene there's arms being cut off it's hyst it's yeah. hysterical because the action is so just clunky it, it's I guess like you could say. yeah it's like heads being cut open and such <laughs> glorious like gaping wounds and bleeding it kind of reminded me of ricky o and then, yeah, yeah, and then it just yeah. stops doing yeah. that and then Without in the, the last 10 minutes it gets gets back to doing it again yeah that's yeah. what i mean it's like the opening and the the closing are this ninja movie um there's a rock movie in the middle. There's an inexplicable amount of biker boobs at one point. Yeah, that was so <laughs> weird. Like they went out, like yep. they just had a day at Sturgis. Yeah, it was. It every was like, single one of those, like none of those are actors. They're all real they're, bikers. That, that was a documentary. In, in warm just, beer, yeah. They took, a, yep. they took an Asian dude with peculiarly cut hair and threw him in the middle of a biker thing oh and just God. rolled everything, camera. Everything he was doing was so, he was making some choices. With yeah. the, he would have people light his cigarettes, he would have a woman turn around so he could look at her bare breasts, which was very problematic for me. <laughs> but <laughs> it, but they look. But honestly, they were having a hell of a time filming that. It, it was but, great. Clearly, by all accounts, they uh, everyone who worked on this movie had a great time. Uh, Y.K. Kim is is very beloved uh, in Florida. He's a motivational speaker who owns, uh, I believe, a Taekwondo studio. Oh, um, you, I'm sure. Yeah. And he, uh, yeah, and he. Uh, He's friends with like a lot of people who work with the city, like a lot of uh, higher up officials who work in it's and crazy. around Miami. And yeah, they just give yeah. him like carte blanche to shoot. They're like, "Why, Kim? You're you, here's the keys to the city. Film this nonsense wherever you want." 
No, yeah, I, it, and it, it really, really speaks to how much movie, he's beloved. This, this movie really put Florida on the map. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I you you can honestly see it because for me, I was genuinely impressed impressed by the part where they get stopped because I love these guys. They're great. They just. I really want to know, like, the the sexual politics of this group because these guys, they fight together, play together, drive together, live together, go to college together. These guys live inside each other's pockets, like, so that they are never at any point not together. And uh, the bit where they get stopped by, it was kind of Mad Maxi, and they get stopped in the middle of town by a bunch (laughs) of people in cars, and then they stretch out. (laughs) That's one of those moments. For, like, a full two minutes, everyone's just shouting at them in the car, reaction shot, reaction shot, reaction shot. I'm like... Get to the action. It was just a bunch of people going, yeah, 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 you're bad. Yeah. But um, but they actually shot, you know, this is being shot in the streets. This is being yeah, shot. Downtown. There's no one around. Yeah. You can see in every direction. And I'm like, they've shut down the streets for this piece of crap. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> how did they pull this off? Or are they just shooting this illegally and they blocked it off? And they, they, no, they're, they're, the location, there was production value. <laughs> this movie was funded by Big Taekwondo. That's the, that's <laughs> the answer. It's. It, I told you. It's a, the whole the whole time I'm watching this. I'm like, why am I not doing Taekwondo right now? Am I like are those years I'm, just gone in my life? <laughs> I'm glad we're finally exposing big Taekwondo for the corrupt yeah. organization. It needed, it, it needed to be done. Will it needed to be? Done. Yep. Also, it's about time. Biker ninjas. But and the thing is that they, you know, if I would have cast biker ninjas, I would have been putting them on. You know, Kawasaki's. I would have been putting them on, like, you know, these sort of, like, sports Racist dog. <laughs> like, but my point being is, actually, is, like, they're on, like, Harley Davidson. Harley's, stuff. yeah. And it's like, Real well, bikers. That's the, yeah. the loudest bike. All right? mm. And you're supposed to be ninjas. I mean, how are you going to move? How are you going to turn up anywhere quietly? Just, as just a bunch of bikes. You can hear them coming for 10 minutes, guys. The ninjas are coming. <laughs> you know, Harley Davidson. These are... <laughs> These are the worst ninjas yeah. on the planet. Like they're the lead ninja being addressed in all white. In is, white? Um, sure. Yeah. Let, let me check my notes here. Uh, That's how that you know the, he's the leader. How that else is the, would you know? Uh, let's see. Dressed in all white. That is the yes. It says right here the worst possible color a ninja could dress in. <laughs> I just had to double check. Isn't that? Didn't what's the guy from GI Joe that also dresses in white as well? He's like Storm Shadow. Oh, Storm yeah. Shadow. Yeah. Right. Also, the exact opposite name for how you're dressed. I'm pretty sure you actually right. uh, Sunny Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. there's, there's no shadow there. <laughs> um, I, I honestly, to anyone that's listening, um, if you haven't seen Miami Connection, you can find it in a lot of places. It is the fact that it has become this thing that it's like so bad. It's it's insane. You have to see it. There's nothing. There's nothing like it. It, it kind of, it almost feels like, you know, like I said, Riccio, like kind of like coming out of yeah. Asia, sort of cheap, but also interesting and wild and a little bit crazy. And and you just have to. It is so worth paying money to rent or yeah. buy this. It is one of those things you're going to want to watch with your mates. Um, Definitely, yeah. And it's like, it's almost just like, like I was saying, I was saying earlier that I felt jealous, that I'm, like, I'm so jealous that this guy got to make this movie. I, I genuinely, if you, if us three were just given a million dollars and said, let go and make a movie, I, I mean, could we compete with this? <laughs> so, and Sony, if Sony, if you're listening, we're down. <laughs> we are yes. available yeah. right now to make YK Rick Kim. Shaw. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. Yes. YK Kim, if you're listening, we're down. <laughs> yes, let's make a sequel. <laughs> um, 
I, I look, what is your 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 sort of favorite part? Because I think for me, it was just my favorite part. They're all just hanging out weirdly topless in oh there. Oh my god! In there, there, and then <laughs> and then Jim, um, Jim, Jim. The, is it, he was a keyboardist. Sweet and Jim. Jim just suddenly pivots, and we get we get subplot D, um, which is like he's 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 biracial. <laughs> His his dad was black. His Holy mom was shit. Korean. After the war, and then he goes and he does this sort of this monologue, this soliloquy as he stares off he, into the middle distance. He, he turns to camera for real. He tears come down and he, he he talks. And then the other guys are like, "We didn't know." And also, we thought you were an orphan, but you're not. He, he pulls out the picture of his dad, and he's and YK Kim says to him, "I thought we were all orphans." Yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I, I, which led me down this like backstory black hole of like, is there, are, are there cuts of this movie where there's flashbacks of them like growing up together in an orphanage and then deciding like the baby style? Yeah, yeah right. exactly. yes, 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 yes. That's it. This, it was so peculiar because it's like I've got a letter from the Department of Defense. What? <laughs> and I was like, I was convinced. I was convinced at that point that the CIA was about to like hire these guys or something. Or it was like, but then you get yes. this 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 random subplot that oh, I, I my dad. I've been looking for my dad. Cry, 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 cry. And then that subplot gets abandoned until mm-hmm. the very end, which then sets up the ninja ending, which is guys. Oh my god. I found my dad. The guys go, How much money have you got? And he's like, oh, I got 200 I got $56. I got $12. These guys are very poor. And they were like, Let's pull all our money together and, and let's buy you a suit. And then, and then I was, I love how he dies and then doesn't die. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's, they, the fact that Hall of Notes is not in the end of that movie denotes to me that, that must have been a reshoot of some kind. Because because Jim yes. is he is intestines basically should have been hanging yeah. out, and then they go, yeah, oh, it was fine. He yeah. looks it looks like the predator got to him. But then <laughs> they like they just kind of put a bandaid on, and he's like, ah, oh, you're good to go. <laughs> just yeah, slap yeah. him on the butt. Good for you, buddy. It, yeah. It's literally the ending from uh, the G.I. Joe animated movie where uh, they kill Duke halfway through. And then because Optimus Prime died in the Transformers movie, they changed their mind. And right. at the end of G.I. Yeah. Joe, somebody over the radio is like, by the way, Duke survived, yeah. so nobody has to worry. Yeah. It's Hasbro's literally just, the same ending. Hasbro's just barely hanging on. They're like, no, we can't what? do this again. Yeah. A, and that's right, because like Will, you said earlier, and then it turns into Rambo, is that, that yeah. Jim dies but doesn't die. <laughs> But right. then uh, Mark YK Kim's character goes full first blood, and it's yeah. just yeah. like he's in the jungle, and then he's taking people out. And then the, who's the other guy? I guess is it Vincent Her- as John, the the really tall guy. Is that the character's yeah. name? Vincent Hirsch. Yeah. Yeah. So so John and Mark go mm-hmm. on um, a genocide in the jungles of of of, of Florida, yeah. um, <laughs> and just it is a a flurry of murder. Blood, um, maiming, uh, and it—I w- was—I was there for it, man. Yeah. I was yeah. like, this "Oh is, yeah, this is how you end a movie. Just kill everybody." And then, correct me if I'm wrong, but I—I I am not wrong. <laughs> but we've had like we've we've set up the bad guy and the bad white the guy in the white ninja outfit, the guy with the terrible hair, the guy that he's likes wearing biker his, boots. He's wearing his white power suit. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the last. 
fight that is a hundred percent a white guy. It, it is a different height, different build. I'm like, they didn't even get the main bad guy <laughs> back for the matter. fight. <laughs> I was like, but it was even then. I was like, guys, it is so obvious that is like it. That is a different ninja suit. That's ah, a guy in a white suit. It'll be fine. We're just gonna fight. It'll be fine. Yeah, it won't yeah come I don't. Yeah, I don't think I knew I clocked that that was supposed to be the same guy the first time I watched this movie because <laughs> he's so radically different. I was like, oh, this is like, I don't know, the club owner or something right? like in a white ninja. Like, this is not yeah. the same guy. And then uh, upon later viewings, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. That's supposed to be the same guy. Guys, oh, dear. The, the gym where, oh where Ellis from oh Die Hard his his bad guy gym, his operation, which is just an average like I don't know maybe like nineteen eighties anytime fitness, but um, yep. is just filled yep. with a whole bunch of people from uh, like Escape from New York, um, mm-hmm. working out in yeah. jeans, all in jeans, <laughs> yeah, psychopathic behavior, yeah. What, what really that was hurt the most psychopathic out. behavior? Wearing jeans and working out. I was like, holy cow, these well, guys. What yeah. really? Psychos. What really irked me out with that scene besides the jeans, which was the first thing I clocked. And if you catch, yeah. like, they, they just reused that same B-roll, B-roll footage of the same people working out. But what I what absolutely drove me up a fucking wall was that the entire gym was carpeted. It was, which was so gross. This, like, red fuchsia, pinkish red carpet, probably from all you the blood. You could smell it. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. It, like that was very upsetting for me i i think what is it about movies like this you know is is movies like the room movies like ricky o streets of fire let's just you know the wraith is the what is it is it just the fact that it's been made why are they so enjoyable to watch you know it's like why do i feel like i could watch a much better inverted commas like mm-hmm. better produced, more expensive movie, and have a much worse time. And then I can yeah. watch an absolute disaster like this, and it's freaking enjoyable as yeah. as holy hell. Like, why am I having such think, a good time? Like, I'm torturing I, myself. I think it's the 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 heart and soul, man. Like, no one like no mm. one ever sets out to make a bad movie, and these guys making this low budget Miami quotes based film were <laughs> pouring their heart and soul into this into every scene and they uh, were having a blast doing it so you you feel like you're there with them on daytona beach rolling around doing whatever the heck they were doing it was the bit, the bit where hall and oats falls into the middle of the ladies and rolls it around went on so long <laughs> it was so long <laughs> dude could, aren't you supposed to be a martial yeah. artist of some kind yeah. what are you doing right here they're like, oh get up get up keep get up get up get up get out get up and he just uh uh uh, uh. uh and then whoever the Insane. other guy the drummer definitely the worst actor in the whole movie they only gave him one line and uh, oh if my that, God. and he blew was, it and it was painful <laughs> to watch yeah he 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 bombed that line. That was a that was a failed attempt at a line. Yeah, reading. by far so. the 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 Korean restaurant owner subplot E. Um, he only had like <laughs> wow. two lines, and he nailed it. So, oh, like, yes, yeah. the Mr. Miyagi light. Mr. Oh, yeah. Not I mean, Miyagi, he, exactly. I'm yeah. watching that. I go, oh, we're doing like we're doing the fight scene from Karate Kid. <clears throat> this dude had two lines explaining why Taekwondo is so important. And it's because it comes from here, your heart, mm-hmm. and here, your mind. And I'm like, oh. after he just got done wiping the floor with, <laughs> after he just got done <laughs> wiping the floor with a different gang or a different group of guys who, who walked up out and on never their turn path. up again. Yeah. 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 
yeah. Just just so everyone knows, Orlando, where this movie is, I guess, actually supposed to take place, maybe is uh, riddled <laughs> with uh, Taekwondo gangs. Every just Orlando funny. connection. Yeah, everyone knows Taekwondo. Every single person. <laughs> it's, yep. It's awesome. Oh, actually, you're damn right they do because oh, every the club owner, the, the club like, owner. That's what I was. The club owner. The, the the other guy turns up. The the evil band turns up, harasses the club owner, and the club yeah. owner who just likes looks like a character who may own a bar in Roadhouse. Then yes, ends yeah. up pulling off just freaking great. That was actually the best fight yeah. scene in the whole movie. I was like, look at this Sus- guy kicking ass. Just he sustains, dominated. sustains massive head trauma and just keeps <laughs> going. He's got this comically huge bandage over his head with a giant bloody red spot to let you know that he's he's survived some serious trauma. Uh, Florida was that such a good Florida, choice. I'm yeah. having such a good time because yeah. this movie, what the hell, man? My favorite that, bit, that scene. Okay, okay. Oh, sorry. I was going to real no. quick. That scene Please. is the scene where I fell in love with this movie is that because like I've seen I, I've seen a ton of like, you know, low budget martial arts films where, you know, the good guys are taking on bad guys. I've never seen any of those where a random club owner is like, by the way, I'm the best martial artist here. Yeah. It, and just dominate the like bad yeah. guys out of nowhere. And that's where I was more, like, I love this movie. More movies need that. More movies need yep. that. My my favorite bit was towards the beginning when they're in the, at the college, which I wrote down is the University of Central Florida. Uh, first, <laughs> yes. first in ninja, first in ninjas, or no, first in taekwondo, fourth in basic coding. But the sound, the the, 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 the keyboard, the 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 ADR keyboard sound. Just the, it was just fantastic. What was the coding about? Why do we have the coding scene? Yeah, we have a teacher. Is that just his favorite yeah. teacher from the imaginary college of University of Central yeah. Florida? And then you get maybe the best exposition dump of the the love interest. Again, guys, this movie has it all. It's basically like RRR. It's got the music. Yep. It's got the brotherly. It's got brotherhood. It's got forbidden love. It's all there. It's I'm all there. I'm actually crying. <laughs> it was the, the bits where I was texting you just yeah. And guys, it's time for an exposition dump. And it just yep. it's just exposition. Yep. Boom. Got it in one. Got it in one. Plotted this movie out. Cool. Yep. Let's go kick some more people in the face. Yep. Um, no joke, though. This YK Kim is a genuinely talented guy. Uh, he can kick oh, yeah. and punch, and yeah. he's very, very good at Taekwondo. They unfortunately didn't hire any stunt people to take punches and kicks, so you just see people like leaving their chin out to be punched. <laughs> just yeah. like they they pull a bat up and they stay like this with their hands over oh, their head, yeah. waiting to get kicked. And it's like, all right, you know, yeah. I would have loved yeah, to have had like a, his his skills used more. Yeah, but it was so that entertaining. Whole- that whole forty-five minute where he's they're doing their taekwondo training is so <laughs> I was so bizarre. I'm like, is he trained like training them to be better fighters? Because if so, he's doing a horrible job. They're yeah. just running up to him with, with the guy with the knife. Yeah, it's just it's I, it made no sense to me. But he's got the ultimate finisher move where he would um, please tell tackle me. a man to the ground and use his foot to grab his nose, <laughs> his nose. to then lift him up. <laughs> Which I was really hoping was going to come back in like the third act of the movie. Like that yeah. was going to be his finisher. Like hey. Daniel, like Daniel's son doing the hair where he grabs your nose, but with your foot, like to really switch it up. Did you say that though? But I couldn't believe that they actually, they, that they did it is that, yeah, they have this, this really inexplicably long 
just guys practicing taekwondo scene. Um, and but he does that move against tall guy John, uh, where John <laughs> comes at him. Does he come at him with a knife? He shows him a knife. Uh, and then stands there with a knife. Uh, he doesn't actually attack him, but he does the move, which is that that finishing move against the yeah, bad guy at the end. That I'm like, they're just Chekhov's knife dust. Yeah. But I'm like, so it's the, it's I actually the a- appreciated the setup it's, and payoff. It's the roadhouse throat rip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the legendary <laughs> moment and the payoff yeah. happens. Yeah. I can't believe he had the line where he said, I used to have sex with guys like you in prison. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Where's Roadhouse set? Because we need to do That's that movie. Seemingly out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, where, how did you guys discover this movie? How, how did this movie come into your, your scope? Because this is wild to me. You know, I just went through this phase when I was just a bit younger, discovering these movies, much like a Ricky O, where they were just like underground movies you'd never heard of. You, you wouldn't be able to find them anywhere. And this was this was always on that list. And I had a good friend of mine come over, shout out to Jeremy, friend of the pod. And we watched <laughs> a, uh, I mentioned this to you guys, we did a double feature where we watched Miami Connection and Hard Ticket to Hawaii back to back, which is no better double feature that you could ever line up yeah. ever in the history of cinema. It's, Will, back me up here. It's amazing. Oh my God. Yeah, I would, I, I I would fly, fly to Arizona. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel I, the I, need to fly to yeah. Arizona so we can, yeah. as three of us, all do that today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. Absolutely. In a heartbeat. But, yeah. I own those movies on Blu-ray because I love them that much. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I came across this. I, I've always been a connoisseur of, of quote unquote bad movies because I'm a huge mystery science fan. And uh, ever since then, I've like sought out bad movies and uh, so I don't remember when this came on my radar. It couldn't have been too long after uh, Alamo Drafthouse like started like really distributing it. Um, but like, when, you know, Ollie, your question about like, what is it about these movies? I think the real, the real key, why, like why these movies work is there's no cynicism behind, mm. like, they're not like, we're just cranking this out because we have to. Like, there are so many blockbusters you see, not to name any names, Rise of Skywalker, that are like just total... <laughs> Like cynical cash grabs. You but like are these are nailing. these are <laughs> these are like earnest. Like we're really trying, but we also have no competency in what we're doing, which make these so much more enjoyable. You than, actually, uh, you actually yeah. just gave me like look, gave me goosebumps uh, about the. That's exactly it. But in, you're damn yeah. right. Is that this? It's not cynicism. It's not a cash grab. It's the we're going to make what we want to make, how we want to make yeah. it, just because. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's it. That's you've yep. nailed it. Yeah. Thank you for there's, for solving yeah. that. For me. There's no. There's no. There's no studio interference. There's no like. There's no studio. Higher up. There's no studio. There's, <laughs> there's no. There's no script. There's no cameras. Yeah. <laughs> they, In fact, they it's just like your imagination. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you've, you've taken a traumatic brain injury, and this is all something that's happening while you're in a coma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and thank God. Yeah. But you back. That's it. Because that's for me was surprising to me is that. You know, you mentioned Mystery Science Theater 3000, but I hosted a show in Asia, EPAD on Max, which was the Mystery Science Theater 3000 of Cinemax. Of <laughs> I was, I was, my, my job was every week to come on and make fun of the movies that were coming on the channel. And like Cinemax in Asia, because you couldn't have titties and stuff like that on TV. So it was all, Ooh. yeah, it was all violence. And it was all ridiculous Yay. violence and these ridiculous yeah. these movies of, 
you know, like horse-sized wasps attacking and just absolute <laughs> trash movies. And I had such yeah. a ball making fun of them, but that's it. Like, like it's a movies, it's movies made with passion, irrelevant of whether they're good or yeah, not. And I exactly. think yep. that's, that's why these movies fricking rock. Yeah. It's um, just heart and soul, man. It's all heart and soul. I want to continue talking about my connection and I want to maybe get back to talking about my connection, but I, I also do want to, to move on because you're talking cash grabs um, and there's no greater cash grab uh, in the movies that we've chosen than the one that I chose. And now I immediately, as soon as you said Florida, I was all in on Bad Boys 2. Mm-hmm. I yep. still remember seeing that in theaters. I remember being like 21. That was oh, yeah. the uh-huh. movie of the summer for me. I was such a fan of Bad Boys. I'd watched it a million times um, and I couldn't wait to watch it again. And then I watched it again and I was like, <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> I think I think we all watched this with through like a homophobic tinted glasses. Oh, homophobic uh, racism. I mean, like uh, I, I I said I think I said to you this, guys like at least it's equally racist to all races. Right. Sure. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. This was a this was a troubling rewatch for me. I too I remember seeing this in the theater. This is very much a product of like that 2000s era Michael Bay, where it looks like a Hype Williams music video. There's just mm-hmm. <laughs> gratuitous like models Everything. everywhere, drugs, and it's like very cranked to 11. And I kept thinking back to when we watched on the first episode, we did watching Ambulance, where it's like, wow, it's how far he's come in, you know, a total yeah. shift to making movies to where this was. I'm like, this. I felt gross watching this movie. I did too. It's- yep. I, I remembered, you know, it's funny because I watched Bad Boys for Life, the third one, and everyone was saying it was good. And I watched it and I finished it. And I go, oh, I'm pretty sure Bad Boys 2 was better. I remember having a good time during Bad Boys 2. Um, but as I started, I felt sticky. I felt like I was in a strip club. I felt yeah. like I was around people that I wasn't really, really cool with. The thing is, though, the thing is, though, by about an hour in, because this is a long freaking <laughs> movie. By about an hour in, I had, like, there had been such an onslaught of sexism, homophobia, racism, racial comments, everything, that I had become numb, and then I just enjoyed the shit out of this movie. I thought you were going to say, I thought thought you were going to say you became conservative. (laughs) But, like, this, this movie is, at the same time as being just shocking in, like you said, it is a absolute like product of take all of the the build-up of the 90s and 90s action right and then then throw in you know the the tragedy of 9-11 then add in some of the we've got cgi and then shake it all up in the most potent cocaine that's ever been invented and then give it to michael bay and you get this movie because yeah it's freaking insane this movie it is insane the choices, it is just, I always, also, I remember this being a massive hit. It's not yeah, so did a I. massive no, hit. I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't I, believe it. I, I was, remember this being, I, like, if you'd asked me, I said, oh, it probably made $700 million. I'm like, oh, it barely scraped by. Yeah. Considering yeah, I, how much money was spent on it. I couldn't believe it. I looked up the budget. It was something like 130 million or something like that. Yeah. And it made, and it made like 148. Yeah. Like domestic. Which is crazy. But then, yeah, yeah like, like, but then another yeah. hundred million, but exactly. But you, you factor in everything and yeah. promotion. Mm-hmm. I remember this being 
a massive hit. And it's yeah. it's interesting. It's I everything that I remembered about this movie is not quite how this movie is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's one of those. It, it was made to like during a real cold streak in Michael Bay's career because he did Pearl Harbor before this, mm. then this, and then uh, I think the, the island. island was after yeah. this. Yeah. Which island is fine. Like it's I not. I actually quite yeah. like. I was okay oh, with the island, but that, that is oh, regarded as his biggest yeah, yeah. flop. Yeah. Yeah. I and like then yeah, Pearl Harbor was what Pearl Harbor was, and uh, so like <laughs> the this, opposite this of was... Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, wasn't the Pearl Harbor attack really cool and awesome? Hey, it's like you're saying, saying Pearl, uh... Pearl Harbor bombed. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. Get out right now. Because I tell you what, the thing is that, you know, I've told you guys before, I used to be obsessed with movie trailers. The the trailer for Pearl Harbor is still one of the best trailers I have ever seen. Hans Zimmer music, the shots. I'm like, this movie is going to be unbelievable. I honestly, I can't wait. Oh, my God. When we do Hawaii, maybe we need to do Pearl Harbor. But um, that like... That movie is is so good and so bad. Like, it's so bad, bad. I don't even remember it. That's what I'm saying. I, and, I saw, and I saw it in the theater. All Neat. I remember is them just coming back. I'm like, is Cuba Gooding Jr.'s last movie? <laughs> so, yeah, the last movie <laughs> right? he did before, just like everything tanked for that guy. Mm. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, Michael, <laughs> what were we even talking about? Just talking about Michael Bay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The thing is it, right? You're saying with Ambulance, watching Ambulance, that took me back to the, the time of The Rock. When Yeah, it yeah. had all of those, like, it had all of that, that look, that feel, that visceral action, but it, it, it just wasn't as problematic. Like it just, yeah. I guess it just. Yeah. This movie just really does feel like a product of its time. I forgot like that MTV movie. Like, yeah, I, I forgot I just, how what was acceptable back then. Yeah, you know, yeah. I remember, and I still actually remember, like viscerally, <laughs> as the the mo- I was watching Bad Boys Two that I was sat, and you know how I'm like, you got movies that I will sit in the best seat I can, like bang in the middle yeah. kind of thing. Oh yeah. I was sat the most, the front row, furthest right seat of, of the, the theater. That's how busy the theater was. And oh, that's yeah. how much I wanted to see that movie. So I'm watching it. You know, it's not a tri- It's not a, a rectangle. I'm looking at like it gets smaller <laughs> as it goes away. It's like a rhomboid right. or whatever. And, but the scene of the two guys, you know, uh, Matt Lowry and uh, what's, what's Martin Lawrence's character? Mike Lowry. Mike Leno, Mike and um, what's it? Oh, sir. Uh, oh Marcus, Marcus Burnett. Marcus, Marcus Burnett. Marcus. Of course, Marcus. <laughs> um, when they're they're sat and they're, oh, Marcus is talking about how like he he's having erectile dysfunction because he got shot in the ass, and they're on camera, and so the whole like AV like shop is hearing this and they're talking and it sounds just like a gay couple talking about mm-hmm. and it's like that man is pouring out his heart. And oh my God. the theater, <laughs> this is the thing, like you're saying, product of its time, the theater was the loudest laughing theater oh, yeah. I've ever experienced. Like as a group of people, everyone is in stitches. They're saying things and the whole theater is screaming and groaning. And this is in the UK, by the way. This is in Guildford, okay? Just like <laughs> in Surrey, okay? This yeah. is not like, it's. this is like just the whitest, most English sort of town. And we're watching Bad Boys 2 and the theater is freaking falling out of their seats during that scene. And I'm like, that's the, like, cause that's the other side of it. I'm like, we just, as a, as a society, we're like, oh yeah, no, this is fine. 
And then they, they walk out having that heart to heart. And this, this large woman goes, y'all motherfuckers. Y'all Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really be just yeah. a beautiful end cap to this heartfelt moment. It's, it's just, you know, it's tough. It's tough, man. You know, we were talking about, uh, about, uh, the YouTuber, the uh, Patrick Willems. Um, and he, okay. he speaks a lot about Michael Bay. He's probably like him and Lindsay Ellis are probably the best, like, Michael Bay scholars on YouTube. And, his Bayhem uh, video. If you get a chance, his Bayhem video, go and watch it. It's excellent. Dude, I can't talk about it. The worst thing to be a doctor of. I'm a, I'm a doctor of Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he was talking about Michael Bay, especially during this time, about how it just feels like he was trying to get something out of his system. And, yeah. like, uh, he had a great quote about Michael Bay about Pearl Harbor, where he's like, that movie called for a director who cares about people and cares about struggle and bad boys Two proves that Michael Bay doesn't care about anyone. He hates mm-hmm. everybody and he wants them all to die in horrible ways. Like that's, that's Michael Bay's happy place. I think he's matured since then because after, you know, we were talking ambulance and then even seven underground or six underground, whatever that was called. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, Fred, it I saw that too. There's also a sense in that movie that he is matured and he actually does care. It's not a yeah. good movie. But he does like <laughs> actually care about people now, so I think something has changed in him. But this, yeah, dude, this I is mean, all his worst impulses. Okay, yeah, absolutely. So I think the perfect example of it, all right, to boil down what you're saying, Will, is the um, very near the beginning, the club scene with um, oh my god, one of my favorite actors, Peter Stormare. Peter yes. Stormare. Oh my god! Every time that guy the turns best. up in something, I'm like, give me more of him. But it's mm-hmm. it's Michael Bay who loves ass shots. But he goes, you know what's better than ass shots? <laughs> upskirt shots it's just yes. upskirt shots on models and then so we just it's all upskirt shots it's all between the leg shots and then it's people taking xc in a way that no one in the world takes xc because like no one puts it on their tongue and enjoys the taste of xc mm, that's delicious um, speak for yourself and then, <laughs> and then this guy starts overdosing and this guy you know his character is like oh this some freaking idiot just thinks he's gonna die in my club because there right. you go. It's just like, here you go. Here's some guy who's ODing. He starts like dying. And then they take him, put him in a van and throw him in a fucking alley. <laughs> oh, no. He's in an ambulance. He's <laughs> in like, an ambulance. And then they dump him out of the ambulance. And then it's like, it's and, then, and that's how, oh, yeah. the movie oh, yeah. starts. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't talk about, you can't talk about this movie without talking about the soundtrack, which was pro- produced by Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre and PD. And P. Diddy, which was, again, like such a huge deal at that time. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that was like, that was a draw, like to it bring people was. in. Like, this soundtrack was like a huge deal. Oh, my God. And I think that this movie was a huge deal. But also, I mean, for me, my favorite scene, the one I wanted to watch again, the reason I suggested this movie is not an action scene. It's got nothing to do. Then there's amazing action and stuff. It's bonkers, but oh, no. it's oh, no. it's 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 where Marcus is on ecstasy, and they go yes. to Joey Pantolano's or whatever. Joey, um, Pan- Joey Pants. They, they go Joey to his. Pants. They go to his house, and that was the one. I'm. I remember watching that movie the first time. Oh, yeah. I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard. Like the bit where he goes, like he, he realizes how, like Mike Mike Larry, like. Right before the door opens, puts his like you know torch in his eyes and realizes, oh, he's stoned off his mind. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then right before the door opens, he just licks his hand. Uh, yep. I great. I remember screaming, and the whole of that scene 
It's like, I mean, it's like, it's a nice hot, what, nice house, but what a big fucking fish. <laughs> what, what you're describing, Ollie, is it's called method acting. <laughs> but that scene still yeah. slaps. Oh, damn. It's, it's funny. Damn. It's, like, so it's funny. all happening behind him. Will Smith is selling the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But that yeah. that's like, you know, because Michael Bay Their does chemistry. A, yeah. Oh, my God. Their chemistry oh, yeah. is the only thing that I like. My my saving grace for this movie is the chemistry between Will Smith and and Martin Lawrence together again. I mean, from T to B is just just <laughs> you, a beautiful thing to watch. Do you want to try and guess what my second favorite scene is? Because you guys you texted about it, but of them oh, just being the, hilarious together, the deeply problematic scene when the the daughter's boyfriend shows up to take her to prom. Boom! <laughs> That's chitty chitty oh my bang God. bang. Just terrifying a fifteen year old. The, the bit when he <laughs> pulls out the. When he pulls out that gun, that kid had no idea Will Smith was going to pull a gun out. So his terror is genuinely real. Are you kidding me that he pulled the same trick that that, um, Nicholson pulled in The Departed? Because he did that to he did that to Leonardo DiCaprio. He pulls a gun and you have this look on Leonardo DiCaprio's face and everything. It's just Nicholson. Are you telling me that Will Smith and Jack Nicholson are in the same level of Scorsese level of just like pulling a gun on someone? Because that kid kills it. But I'm yeah. not gonna I'm oh not God. gonna lie. I find that incredibly yeah. problematic scene. Oh yeah. So we good. We can't, quote a, we can't quote a single line <laughs> from that no. scene on this podcast <laughs> without being immediately canceled. But <laughs> and for those of you listening who have seen the scene, you obviously know it does not hold up very well. Uh, nope. Died. But that man, is it hilarious. So I, it's funny. Still, it is I, so it's funny. one of those things I'm like, I'm sitting like, oh, I really don't feel good laughing at this. I feel so gross, yeah, but it's, it's like, still so good. I'm, I'm so glad that my teenage children don't see me watching this movie. <laughs> kind of feeling. <laughs> this movie. Not the movie, not the ninja movie where arms are getting cut off. No, I would show them that movie, movie in the blink that of That movie's wholesome. <laughs> that movie's that wholesome. Again, about that's friendship. hot. Yeah. 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 But bad boys too, Jesus. But then... I I see. I remember again. I've got such a random memory for movies, and it comes to trailers. And I used to devour, back, you know, behind the scenes and stuff. And I remember Will Smith promoting this movie, and like him going. The thing about Michael Bay is, you know, if it's in the script that they throw a car off the back of a a, a truck driving across a, a bridge, they do it. He does it for real. I mean, yeah. like there is there is minimal CGI. You get the CGI Ferrari a couple of times. Um, yeah, but still but, barely yeah but still up. you are he's just throwing cars he's throwing yeah. boats just blowing stuff up and and it's just it's wild he well, he does fantastic for sure just he does blow shit up better than almost anybody <laughs> it still looks yeah. so good like it's still i mean oh yeah there's a reason there's a reason they call him the bayhem so to speak like i mean it really holds up that man knows how to shoot an action scene incredible but but my favorite shot is still when they're uh they're tracking down the the blonde dreaded drug lord guy you mean Bl- that, blondie dread that's that guy yep yeah the <laughs> camera that, the, that the, line was amazing the, it's a guy a dreaded guy that blonde guy oh, oh you mean blondie scene, dread <laughs> that whole scene is so excellent 
when Martin Lawrence, whose characters found this new Zen-like state where he's woo-sa. just trying to calm himself. Yeah, I still who who still doesn't say Wusa? It's from this movie. I say Wusa all, all the time. Someone's the freaking time. out. I all say Wusa. I rub my ears and say Wusa. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it works. It works. They were onto something. But the shot when the it's the it's Will Smith holding his two guns out and the camera's panning through the windows and going back around. Mm-hmm. That whole that whole shootout scene is unbelievable. Banger. Unbelievable. I remember that yeah. being in the trailer. And then, and they, they liked it so much, he did it again in Transformers. Did the exact yeah. same thing in Transformers. But I'm like, it works. I mean, yeah, but that was, he does, and this, the framing. I mean, almost made me watch, I wish I'd picked Bad Boys 1, to be honest, um, in so many ways. Like, the first one is, is just a little bit problematic. Um, I was like, so again, I was texting guys, I'm, I'm like, I'm surprised this movie is the way it is. I like, considering Bad Boys 2, sorry, Bad Boys 1, one of the first lines of the movie well, is almost, almost titty, titty, strutty, strutty. Titty, titty, yeah. strutty, strutty as they, they try to make the beautiful girl walk across and distract them so they can rob them. And it's like, that's the opening scene. Flawless. <laughs> what was I expecting? Movies, these movies are like 10 years apart from one another. Right? Something so like that, something yeah. Like eight, 10 yeah. years. And then you got another 10 years between, I got a problem with this. So they called the third one Bad Boys for Life. They should have just called it Bad Boys 3 and the fourth Absolutely. one. Obviously, it should have been bad, bad boys, boys number four, four life. life. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's not. Hard. It's got the it's wrong title. Yeah. 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 They, they, yeah. they screwed it up. Honestly, I can never yeah. watch it again. Now you've you've ruined it. Um, <laughs> you're you're um, welcome. The thing is, it's. Uh, I mean, we haven't even talked about other people in this movie. Like the fact that uh, Gabrielle Union. Um, oh, she's my forever like, crush. Oh my god, really? she's my, maybe one of the most beautiful women to have ever existed. But she kicks serious ass. In this movie, yeah, and the fact also that there's that air of like vulnerability too, you know. Like, but there's a spin-off. Been... There's a spin-off show. Do you guys know this? No, dude. What? There's a spin-off show with Gabrielle Union playing the same character with Jessica Alba, and uh, what? It, you guys don't know this? No. This oh is my like god! The only what? show I'm gonna watch from now on. What so is it called? What? It spun off and was like uh, on a yeah. It's um. It was picked up as an, like, an NBC pilot episode. Jessica Alba was cast with her. Uh, it's called LA's Finest. Um, it didn't kind of get picked up, but then it got picked up by someone else and ended up, yeah, it became Spectrum's first original series. So there is a spin-off series from Bad Boys 2 with Gabrielle Union and Jessica Alba called LA's Finest. I'm like, you guys didn't know. I, I remember hearing about this and I'm like, and the fact that the pilot failed and then Spectrum bought it and they made a whole season. So that exists. Did they, did they promote it as, as like a bad boys adjacent spinoff? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's like, yeah. Wow. I know. I brought huh. produced, uh, executive produced the series. Wow. Damn. But, um, there you go. I mean, that's, so there you go. You want to go down a little, uh, rabbit hole. Boom. You're welcome. <laughs> um, oh, so, Spectrum? Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry. The, yes. the internet company? The Spectrum? internet com- yeah. company Spectrum's first original series, LA Finest. The guys who canceled Corncob TV? (laughs) (laughs) I need my coffin flop, man. That's right. You get it. You get it in this movie. There's some coffin flopping happening going on here. There's a lot of coffin flopping happening. Um, Other, other, I mean, this movie, also Michael Shannon. uh, Oh my God. Baby Michael Shannon. Yeah, I do. I, I do enjoy the fact that like the subversion of this movie is that the um, police um, that they get two black policemen 
to violate the human rights of a Ku Klux Klan member. I mean, <laughs> that is actually, yeah. when you sit and think about it for five seconds, you're like, that is a wild piece of like subversion in the 2023 language of the world. Yeah. Like, so you, that was the only part had, that was ahead of its time. <laughs> so, so you, had, you, you made the two black policemen commit like a hate crime against a Ku Klux Klan member. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Good is, luck figuring out Michael Bay's politics. What is that? Oh. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I, I double dare you to figure it out. That was the thing. Oh, and, yeah. and, and it's so funny because I, I had a thought, and then I realized it's an exact line from Hot Fuzz, which is doing the best homage to sort of this movie. Yeah. But they, they've just destroyed so much stuff, and I go, oh man, that's a lot of paperwork. And then I realized yeah. Yeah. that's an exact line yeah. of Simon Pegg. Oh, this is going to generate a phenomenal <laughs> amount of paperwork. You know, I was like, son of a bitch. And he fires two guns whilst jumping through the air. Yeah, yeah. but if he ever fired it, gone in the air and gone, ah? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Too so bad Hot Fuzz doesn't any. take place in the U.S. I was about to no, say the man. same thing. Yeah. Does it like, can we yeah. make like, you know, the U.K., the 51st state or something? We'll do a U.K. movie uh, because that was absolutely. Uh, what, a, what a banger that movie is. Um, so good. What's, I mean, the thing about it as well is that I think this movie would have been 80% better if it didn't involve Cuba. The whole extra 30 minutes of let's go to Cuba, yeah. let's cause an international incident, let's blow up an entire house, and also then let's, let's do an homage to a classic Jackie, Ta- Jackie Chan stunt. I want to say yeah. it's from Police Story right. or Police, Police Story. Story. And yeah, where Police they Story. just... Where they throw the cars. I still remember watching that police story scene and going, that is maybe yeah. the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And the Bad Boys 2 version, not going to lie, absolutely yeah. banging. But it also looks like it had some safety, just some, as opposed yeah. to Jackie Chan. That one, ruins it. Let's do it for it went on, And it went on for a shocking amount. I don't remember it being that like seven minute scene where they're driving down through the shantytown. I don't remember it being that oh, long. The, ca- that the long, camera which... placement though, man, the cameras <laughs> on nuts. the Humvees, yeah. the cameras that are just yeah. being missed as they're just, just destroying this stuff. It was brilliant, you know, but I will yeah. tell anybody right now to go and find Jackie Chan, go and find Police Story, go and find the original oh, yeah. one where you're watching stuntmen die for their lives. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but at the same time, that, that sort of, Cuba scene. It also got me thinking that this was like 2003, right? And I go, yeah. was this movie where the militarization of American police began? Because you got you got police guys who were just ex special forces or dressing like they're special yeah. forces and just well, you know, it so, does. They are in Florida, so just yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. led by Henry Rollins of all people. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, now, awesome. You know, for me, right? So I was watching it. And the missus came into the room and she goes, "Oh, Henry Rollins," and I go, "Yeah." You know, I go, yeah, that's the guy that I first saw in the first Jackass movie. He was driving a Humvee while they were giving Steve-O a tattoo. I had no idea, no idea who this guy is. I just thought he was some tough guy. It sounds like, yeah, from he's a rock okay. star. I'm like, yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> so, like, for me, this guy has always just been some nutcase that turns up in movies. Yeah. Apparently, this guy's a rock star. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and comedian. Bye-bye. Really? Well, comedian yeah. in quotes. That that literally <laughs> flew right over my head. As a British guy, that was like a, a, a guy or a character, a reference that was like, he just looks like a meathead to me. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that whole that whole team, that whole SEAL team was just so badass, though. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Every single one of them, just the greatest <sighs> beards. Dude, just mm-hmm. T-N-T, tactical, tactical, narcotics, 
team. Like tactical, tactical, tactical. tactical. Joey, Joey Pants, he kills oh, it. Kills it in this movie. Pants. He's oh, awesome. Fantastic. Every scene, every moment. I also love that. Like we go into his office, and I I don't know why, but I was just looking at everything in the background, and it's all. What, yeah, but it's all also all this sort of like, you know, sort of Asian sort of like mantra and it's like Buddhas yeah. and it's like, and he's got like, you know, the balls and he's just like, I was like, wow, they, like, they, they've, they honestly staged his, his office brilliantly. And yeah. I just, and I love, I love his like, his stressing out and again, D-A-A, and he's putting on his glasses and like, that, that, that's a D-A, D-A word this as well. I'm like, he... He oh. makes this. He makes the movie. He, he steals every so moment good. that he is in. Yeah, the way you win me over in any movie is um, you get two cops, or really to anybody, and an angry chief. Like mm-hmm. you know, you're you know, you guys are yeah. loose cannons. Anytime that's in a movie, that's instantly yeah. my my favorite thing. I if anybody's listening, <clears throat> I was gonna yeah. say, if anybody's listening and they're looking to cast uh, an angry police chief. I will do it at the drop of a hat. It's my yeah. favorite role in any movie. It's that, lethal like, weapon. Makes me think of yeah. Last Action Hero. Uh, like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. With Another the glass break. Where it's, yeah. Or 21 Jump Street. Angry oh, yeah. black captain. Ain't <laughs> yes. nothing but a stupid stereotype. <laughs> Sometimes I get angry. So suck a dick. <laughs> it's like Ice Cube killing it in a role. That is absolute, absolute killer. Um, Pick a, you know, what's what's your, when you first heard Bad Boys 2, what was the first scene that jumped into your head? When uh, when you mentioned doing it for the, the yeah. podcast? Yeah. Oof. It's, I mean, oh God, there's so many iconic scenes in this movie and each one is more troubling than the last, but it's definitely <laughs> I, one. I was, I was going to say the yeah. morgue scene, the morgue scene uh, for ooh, me. Yeah. Because yeah. it's so gross. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah. it's so uh, in poor taste that I've never been uh, able to get it out of my head as just being like, like, yeah. this is just revolt. Considering how exploitative <laughs> the movie is, the fact that, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, the only pair of boobies that turns up in the movie yeah. are dead boobs. Yep. And played mm-hmm. for jokes. And I'm like, you could never just give us some real boobs. You, you gave us dead boobs. And, right. and it's just straight up played. And they call her the bimbo. Oh, yeah. man. I know. So They're much. so, so uh, mean to this dead lady. They're just ogling so her. It's so gross. I it's just, it's, what I can't a, believe it exists. What a wild movie. And this is, it's, again, we've gone from Miami Connection, the independent movie that could have done all kinds of stuff. And that is nowhere near as problematic as the funded no. by a major studio and $250 million movie, Bad Boys 2. <laughs> It, for me, it was the scene. It's either the, the two scenes you mentioned when the, the young man shows up to take Marcus's daughter out and the, the oh, scene yeah. where they're at the, like, the electronic store is just burned into my head because it's, it's just not because you know, while the action's all great, I mean, every single scene in this movie is iconic. I mean, you got the scene where even where, where Mike, guys, Michael Bay is in this movie. Cameo's yes, in his own he movie. He is in this movie in a tiny, teeny, tiny little car. And to remind you that it takes place in Florida, Dan Marino, famous Miami Dolphins quarterback, and, I, and, Ace, Ven- and Ace Ventura co-star, shows I, up in this movie as well. I also love that he turns up, and it was 2003, right? Yeah, actually, let's get into this, because I was texting you guys about the the incredible subtlety of, of um, product placement in this oh, movie, yeah. where the Miller oh, Genuine yeah. Draft like, is backing up, or the Pepsi truck. But it's the, Everything. you know, Dan Marino turns up in a brand new 20, 2003 Cadillac. And that's yeah. the same car that's used in the infamous like Matrix Reloaded. Chase. Matrix, right? 
And I'm just mm-hmm. like, that's when I was like, man, you, you were making a Matrix movie and we're doing a car chase and we're doing it in the latest Cadillac. And I'm like, oh, oh. man, product placement's getting out of hand. But that, oh. that is one movie where I'm like, this, like Bad Boys 2 was also consume, buy, buy, titties, oh. buy, buy, explosion, yeah. buy, racism. <laughs> This yeah. podcast brought to you by Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> the product placement in this movie was egregious. Subtle. Subtle. Like on the whole scene. The whole I also remember watching a version in Asia on television where the Pepsi truck had been um changed into another brand. Really? Yeah. Much like the Demolition Man. There's a different oh, version of Demolition right. Man where it's Pizza Hut. Yeah. Right. Instead of yeah, Taco right. Bell, and they've dubbed it over, and they've digitally altered Taco Bell into a Pizza Hut, and then they serve the food, and it's obviously not pizza. But they like you yeah. know, I couldn't believe it. I was watching the movie, and it's I think it had something to do with licensing, and uh, it's like what's his face character, but the older guy he goes tonight you must join us at Pizza Hut, you know ADR. Yeah, all the dubbing is so bad. Yeah, it's jarring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a lot of. Uh, just gratuitous advertising shoved down your throat again it was such a product of that that time period where it was just this is such a commercial movie you know yeah everything is just fed to you and whether it be the violence or the advertising yeah and not not totally shocking for michael bay because that's where he comes from is right advertising and uh music video directing so it's not entirely surprising but it is just like you guys said egregious in this movie I think only topped by the egregiousness of the uh, product placement in Transformers, where a Mountain Dew vending machine oh, literally God. turns into a Transformer. Oh God, yeah. Right, yeah. So that might I, be the only I, one that tops it. I, I don't remember noticing it, you know, obviously when I saw this movie 20 years ago, it just didn't didn't register. Yeah. Me, but now it stands out so much like it's being forced. It's like when you watch a show on Apple and every single one of them has to FaceTime, FaceTime. through Apple devices. Yeah. FaceTime from yeah. a different device. Hold yeah. up. You've definitely got an Apple they're, laptop. They're texting. Yeah, it's very like it, it's it's noticeable to me. Like once you it's one of those things once you see it, you can't unsee it. Okay, look, when it comes to product placement and the product of its time, let's try and take a moment now to to set up a little palate cleanser, which is the the third movie that we picked for this particular podcast, which is The Birdcage. How do you guys feel? I'm about so it? I'm so glad you said palate cleanser because <laughs> I'm every week we do this, I'm very careful with the order in which I uh, choose to watch these movies. Like you'd think you just watch them willy nilly, but no, it doesn't really work like that. So I started with, I started with Bad Boys Two, and then I immediately had to go into the birdcage to wash that god awful taste out of my mouth. <laughs> and I needed something to make me actually feel good and wholesome, so I went with the birdcage. Uh, the the birdcage, yeah. The, the birdcage, um, the nineteen ninety six Mike Nichols movie, Robin Williams, Nathan Lane, Gene Hackman, like we were talking about. Um, based off the French stage play, it it plays out very much like a stage play. You know, the first thought I had though, and like I don't want to get too deeply into it, but I'm like, wow, the Birdcage is a Florida movie that would be banned in Florida in 2023. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Not in South Beach. Not yeah. South Beach. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's just like yeah. for what this movie is, yeah. and and I still will mm. will you know. Believe what you believe and whatever your politics in the world, I still say watch The Birdcage because what yeah. a oh, yeah. wonderful movie. It is, oh. it is absolutely just, 
you've got Robin Williams killing it, Nathan Lane annihilating mm-hmm. it. You've got yep. Gene Hackman, Diane Weist. I mean, they're all just, yeah. just killing it. And then, and we're going to definitely get into it. Hank yeah. Azaria stealing every scene. He's got Gene Hackman is maybe <laughs> the funniest lines oh my God. in this movie. Yeah. It's yeah. insane to me. He plays it so, because he's, yeah. he plays it real. I mean, he's not, he's not, mm-hmm. he's doing comedy straight is yeah. I guess the oh, only yeah. way you can put it. Oh, but yeah. he's, he's playing a brilliant, the comedy of, of his character is, yeah. is phenomenal. So, so for those of you that don't know, um, I don't think we ever did a Bad Boys 2, what the synopsis is, but who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> just, Bad Boys 2, as you're watching it, doesn't give you a synopsis. Yeah, yeah. So, I was going to say, is there one? What is happening? Yeah, everybody yeah. knows Bad Boys yeah. 2. But The Birdcage um, is, is a, like I was saying, based off a French play. It's essentially just like, um, like you're saying, low stakes. It's, uh, it's two, two guys, Robin Williams, he runs a drag club in South Beach, Miami. His partner is Nathan Lane, who goes by Starina when he performs. Um, but the crux of the movie is that, that Robin Williams' son, who Nathan Lane is like, like also a parent to, um, Dan Futterman, he's a 20-year-old that says, Dad, I'm getting married to this 18-year-old girl, Callista Flockhart. Um, that's where most people saw her for the first time. Um, and her parents are Gene Hackman and Diane Weiss. Gene Hackman is like a senator. He's a conservative mm-hmm. yeah. senator. He's, he's just come out with um, like the, the, whatever they call it. It's like the, the, the more, it's kind of like, you know, they've got this, uh, what are they called? It's the, 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 the congressional moral center or whatever it is. Oh, and, yes. And, which it, and then the, the greatest part as well is that then, the guy that he started this moral, the moral crusade with, dies while <laughs> sleeping with an underage black prostitute. Black prostitute. It's just, the, and then and, the and reveal his of it. Last oh line my god! Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. The reveal of it via phone call. Yes. When he's going yeah. over this, watching the news, he's like, "What? Senator Jackson's dead? What? The prostitute? What? She's underage." Yeah. What? And black? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then like the, the throwaway line of whatever his last line was, which the money's over there, and there's some sort of like racial thing. The money's over there, chocolate. Oh my yeah, no, god! No. The, mo- the, the money's writing. on the dresser, chocolate. <laughs> like the writing of this movie is god. impeccable. Um, this movie is brilliant, yeah. just from the very beginning. Like. Um, I was surprised by, um, you know, I, I was looking into it is, and it's something that you texted about actually, Ryan is I couldn't the, believe it. I couldn't the director of photography of this movie is yeah, like, <laughs> did, did gravity and Birdman, And I'm like, incredible. and it's no surprise that that incredible opening shot that is those it's stitched together, but it's the helicopter shot over the water to mm-hmm. reveal mm-hmm. like South the beach club. to the, there we go, the crane shot all the way down across, all the way to the front door to the wipe to go inside. Yeah. And I go, what a way to open a goddamn movie. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. That's yeah. like, yeah. here you are, set the scene, take it down, put you into the middle of something, and then meet the characters, bish, bash, bosh, this is where you are. I'm like, it's this great. movie This movie just starts with a home run and just this keeps movie just goes. banging like, them out the it's, park. Yeah. It's, it's like, a, I hadn't seen it in a while, but I forgot how like, how it's paced so quickly. Like everything yeah. happens. There's no wasted time. There's no downtime. It just goes. Yeah. It's yeah, just like it's, a, like a play, like a yeah. play. 
just like Miami yeah. Connection. Um, but in a second, yeah, <laughs> Bad Boys 2 is bloated and it just keeps going and you're asking yeah. why. And you're right, the birdcage is the exact opposite. It's, it's, and the, the thing is, because it's based on a play, that it just mm. like, let's just set up, you know, you only have a couple of scenes that take place outside of the house, which is, you know, the restaurant scene, the be a man scene, the finding is um, the, the mother of Dan Futterman's character scene, oh. but 90% of it takes place basically in the house and, and the club. Right. Um, yeah. And You're it's, right. it is, I, Nathan Lane kills me in this. Yes. His, his screams. His squeal, his yes. squealing. Yeah. Every He's time he screams and squeals, I'm dying. He's got a line early on in this film. I mean, every line, every line everyone drops is just per, effortlessly quotable. But there's a line, and I didn't understand until until I was much older because I was when I was a kid, I was a Jew. But when he the, after Val after Val comes to visit, I know shocking reveal. After Val comes to visit, Nathan Lane's like walking around town. He's picking things up, and he goes into the little bakery. And he and he gets yeah. the sample, and he's like, "Oh, maybe one for the road." And he goes, "When the schnecken beckons, I fucking <laughs> lose it every time." And it had to have been an improv line. This man like feels like a lot of this did have a very improv feel to it. I don't know if that's true. Interesting, you but, bring um, that up because I was I was doing a little bit of reading about it, and um, this movie was very rehearsed. So Mike oh, Nichols wow. brought them in, and they did weeks of rehearsal where. What they what he allowed them to do because you've got Robin Williams and Nathan Lane, you've got these like natural improvisers, um, and he's like well, they got all of this the improv out, but whatever worked stayed. Mm. So, so that so they kept it. That's why it's oh, so. You know, there are still oh. improv lines in the movie because like you know, it was Hank Azaria. I think I was reading was saying is like you know Robin Williams like. He's, yeah, he's right. coming up with 700 jokes every single sweet and sour peasant soup, you know, and it's, oh my God. <laughs> but it's like, they said that one of the, one of the few improvs that wasn't improv in the previous improv that makes sense. The movie is when like Nathan Lane is taking his toothbrush and he's going to the, uh, to how the, the cemetery, how Egyptian. Yeah. That's one of those improv lines. <laughs> oh my God. It's just like, that stays in the movie. But yeah, that, so I was actually good. surprised about that as well. That was a real thing for me. That I had like, no idea. But I think that's because Mike Nichols is, he comes from that background. He's, he's, mm. he's theatrical. He understands this. So let, let's get into rehearsal. Let's really find it, which is why I think when it comes down to just like, I mean, for me, every, uh, everything I think about is Hank Azaria's character, Spartacus or whatever, like. Oh, Agadorus. And it's like Agador. his, his physical comedy of falling over oh wearing God. shoes when he's going to answer the, so like, this, <laughs> okay, so let's, let's set up the premise, all right? So if you haven't seen the movie, it's that because Gene Hackman is like this conservative senator and these two youngers are getting married, that the, the entire central conceit of this movie is they're coming to visit, but to also because they're trying to, to avoid the press because of this, this con controversy. And so it's the idea of setting up the gayest house in the world to not be gay and mm. to hide the fact that this is a gay couple to, to, and this, you know, they've got the, you know, the gayest houseboy in, in the world. He's yeah. like, you know, he's just half <laughs> naked, always, he's, you know, and he's they're, like, they're he's faithful manservant. Guatemalan. Yeah. And, um, and my so, Guatemalanness. <laughs> this killed me. And so, you know, they go, we go through this whole scene of like, they, they are trying to make this the 
the gayest apartment of all time with just penises and everything and art and on the walls and they turn it into this austere you know just like almost just like it's it also like a muscle it of, yeah it reminded me of the Beetlejuice house you know like oh, you know like just it's just it's so so strange and then they set robin williams up as this kind of like uh, greek attache or whatever and he's just insane you know, standing there cultural in that attache suit. degrees and then, uh, and then, because Nathan Lane is just floating into every scene, that you know they've got that like, can you just, can you just not be around? And so they've gone to go and find Dan Futterman's mother. She gets delayed in a classic, just you know, ah. Uh, and so Nathan Lane turns up in 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 conservative woman drag, Mother Coleman, and and yeah. it's just from that point on, maybe one of the funniest things i've ever seen oh, i'm gonna have to rewatch it after this it's so good tingle. it's so good again boom twist turn kills me yeah what kills me about it is gene hackman like oblivious loves, loves nathan her. lade's like character yeah, she's like, a oh my this woman's woman. amazing yeah and, this and woman get, gets it yeah and you get diane weist's reactions to this like just her subtle like what what are you what's yeah. happening <laughs> and she almost gets jealous oh. and he's like that's a uh, yeah, exactly, like, that's yeah. a real woman right there she's a real woman yeah. <laughs> uh, i mean <laughs> the earth. i can't i can't even come close <clears throat> so the idea of like oh ollie what's your favorite scene or your favorite joke because i could give you my top hundred yeah of, of yeah. when it comes to that Every scene. The, the scene with the plates the bowl the bowls yeah it looks it's like just, men wrestling don't you have a little girl don't you have little girls i have a little girl yeah, i have a guy and he, and he <laughs> tilts away <you> know? <laughs> <laughs> and then and like, like glasses <laughs> and like robin, and robin williams oh my god dishing out dishing god. out the soup oh, and it's that, that the, the camera follows scene. around Mm-hmm. oh man that whole scene the tension like he's scrambling to get the sweet and sour peasant soup it's a seafood there's no entree and he, as yeah. he's running back and forth he, there's eggs and it's so insane and he tries to put the shrimp in there and he just goes ah fuck the shrimp <laughs> <laughs> in that in that scene the bit where he's there and the, the, there's hank is there dan Fodderman, dan's drinking that they're, they're sharing the whiskey oh yeah and then, oh. and, and then uh, Agador is like just freaking out. And as he's going to leave, uh, Robin Williams slips, falls down, gets back up. Goes, it's fine. It's fine. That was an accident. So that yeah, was, that he, was he yeah, slips that, by yeah. accident, gets back up. You, see, you hear him laugh. He goes, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. You yeah. watch all of the actors try to hold it together. And then, like, you know, that's how they, they actually oh, play it, the scene it is, out. In his, in his manic craziness, it works Perfectly. so well. Is, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so good. You'd but never like you'd never know that was an actor. Well, it's exactly what would happen if you were doing it as a stage play. If yep. if you as an actor, you fell down working into the scene, everybody go with it. Let's keep going, and that's when you just end up with gold. Is mm. you know that that moment yeah. is so freaking funny. <laughs> like, it's just, amazing. This movie is one of the bloody best movies I've ever seen. It's great. I'm so glad we're yeah. talking. I'm so glad, Will. I'm so glad you picked this movie because you know, any yeah. excuse yeah. to watch it, it's just, it's so great. I'll never, you never get tired of this film. And I know. Again, it's, it's paced so quickly. It's great. One of my other favorite scenes is uh, the scene where they're like, they decide to go with the plan of they're going to make uh, Nathan Lane's character uh, have, have, like, have Albert pretend to be straight. And so like Armand is trying to show him how to act and Ugh. be straight. 
And uh, it's, oh, it's a how man. I learned, basically. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Took all my cues from this. That's maybe my favorite scene in this entire film. And it's always, I again, I forget, like, they have one night to get yeah. this shit together. <laughs> and it, Robin Williams attempting to teach Nathan Lane how to be more masculine, less effeminate, has maybe some of the best lines in this entire movie. I, I, I text you guys. He's like, men smear. I think that's my yeah. favorite smear. line of the movie. Smear. That's it. And Nathan <laughs> Lane I'm quoting it and smear. screaming like, I, I've pierced the toast. <laughs> I need it. It's so, so good. I was, I, I was dying laughing. Dude, I'm just like, because I'm watching that scene. I'm like dying laughing. And as he said, men smear. I'm quoting smear. it to the TV. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> smear. I'm like, oh, what a treasure. And then like makes Another- him walk like John Wayne. And he goes, uh, let me paint you an image. I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even realize that's <laughs> how he walked. <laughs> See, yeah. Now he, he tips the hat to, the, to his little flower hat. He goes, "Howdy, ma'am." Great, just good, just great physical comedy. And another one, just I, I've seen this movie so many times. Like I still, like I, I still realize that I quote it so often. I Agadar Spartans, I quote Tenju, Tenju all. I quote that all the time. But another one, when they're, when they're he's teaching him how to shake hands. And he's like, hey, how would you think of those dolphins? He goes, how do you think I feel? Betrayed, bewildered, just wrong yeah. answer. And Robin Williams looks at him and goes, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, it's, it's a great Robin Williams performance, actually, because he's coming off the back of Mrs. Doubtfire. So he's mm-hmm. kind of done this sort of gender-bending thing. And then this movie's also coming off the back of you know, we've had Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. We've had two Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Numa, which, again, whichever uh, state that's set in, I'm going to pick that. I love that movie. I think it was but this, I think. But this movie kind of then set off, like, a real trend of, like, oh, we can make movies like this. Because this was, like, those other ones had kind of happened. They were kind of indie. They, yeah. they didn't lose money. They didn't, like, make incredible amounts of money. This one was, like, a $30 million movie that made nearly $200 million. Yeah, and it's like and then and Bad then, Boys Two came out and put an end to that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Let's Bay see, said, "No, nah. the exact opposite of the birdcage." Yeah. Um, uh, oh God, so go ahead, go ahead. No, no, but like, uh, well, just there's there's so much to to love about this yeah. movie, and it's got it's got the heart in it as well. You know, what the most surprising thing. Like, now, if you guys have already looked this up, then okay. But if you hadn't, let's play this game. Because I watched it and I go, man, look at Callista Flockhart, like 18-year-old Callista Flockhart. Like, like we had Diane Lane in Streets oh, of yeah. Fire, right? How old do you think Callista Flockhart was in this movie? Oh, I actually know the answer to this. Okay, song. you don't know. Oh, I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> Ryan, take a guess. I'm going guess. to guess. Ooh. She, she's 18 in the movie. Uh, 24? She's 31. Wow. I can't. Yeah. I saw that. That is, of all the movie facts, <laughs> that was like, she was 31 in this movie, which is then what makes sense was because the next year, Ali McBeal. Yeah. But she, uh, yeah. she looks, she plays, she is an 18-year-old in that movie. And I'm like, she looks barely a few years older than my daughter. 30. It's crazy. One. Mrs. She's like a wave. Harrison Ford. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Miss, Mr. Callista Flockhart. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but then also, so Dan Futterman, he's playing 20. Um, he, yeah. he was 28. Um, and they, they play young really well. Yeah. 
You know, he yeah. struck me as he's, he struck me as like a young Bradley Cooper in this movie for some odd reason. Like you know, I, I actually I'm know Dan Futterman from a from a British movie, um, which um, I watched all the time. I had it on on VHS. It was kind of like right after the sort of train spotting thing happened, and wow. and like you know around Full Monty and stuff like that, where mm-hmm. British movies were cool, and yeah. like they had this kind of like they they would kind of go overseas. And there was this movie called Shooting Fish, which has Stuart Townsend, um, Dan Futterman, and I'm going to Google it right now. Um, a very famous female star. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm forgetting. Kate Beckinsale. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's kind of like, so it's a, a British kind of heist movie. And um, it's got Dan Futterman and Stuart Townsend. And it's kind of like uh, like like orphans. that, that that's, But... I had seen that movie like a million times. I've only ever seen Dan Futterman in Shooting Fish and The Birdcage yeah. and nothing else. I had to look it up. I was like, he didn't do, I mean, I'm sure he's done things, but he, he was the only. Capote, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I saw uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, that makes but yeah. sense after seeing this movie. Ah, <laughs> 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 yeah. But yeah, that Dan Futterman is like, he, I get what you mean. He does give me that vibe. I was always surprised that why wasn't he bigger? I, I enjoy him. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. You know, like I kind of an understated, more... a really understated performance in this, considering like the heavy hitters he's surrounded by. Yeah. You know? Like the bits with him and his dad, like, and then like him and Robin Williams. Like my favorite part is that they're just taking the Glenn Livett bottle from each other and like popping it out of each oh, other's yeah. mouths is just so funny and theatrical. But then I also just, I, I, the, the heart of it, like I said, the, the end where it's all gone tits up and his biological mother's turned up and we've had this <laughs> whole Goldman, Coleman, Coldman. Oh, bit. <laughs> so it's called Col- 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 on the island. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, oh my God. And then that's Calista Flockhart's, I need to hug you. But yeah, that whole bit where Nathan Lane improvises the, oh, in Greece, in France, in, you know, the only way I know how to pronounce our name is, you know, how people say it is an absolute uh, genius. <laughs> there's that, that bit where Nathan Lane breaks and he's, because as, as the night is going on, he's getting progressively more and more drunk. Drunk, yeah. So there's yeah. a bit where he just like looks at Gene Hammond and goes, huh? <laughs> oh, right. He just snaps what? back into character. <laughs> huh? <laughs> God, it's great. Oh, it's and so then, good. So, I mean, so good. is that, so the, the great part about it is, as the, as the plot progresses, the press is hard on the tails of Gene Hackman. They're trying to get, you know, it's like the gutter press trying to get this smear story, smear story. Literally the, the Inquirer. <laughs> and um, and, and their, their pivot as to how are we going to get out of this? And there's, I don't think in, in the entire filmography of Gene Hackman, uh, an actor that I genuinely miss, I'm, one of those guys, I wish Gene Hackman didn't retire. I know he's having a great yeah. time in New Mexico and he's, dr- he's riding his bike and he's like 90 years old now. But like, why can't you do Clint, Clint Eastwood and just keep working? But like he, every movie he's in, I'd love him. And mm-hmm. it's that moment where the camera comes through and we've gone all the way through the club and drag queen, oh. drag queen, drag queen, drag queen, reveal of Gene Hackman in drag. And stunning. it's just... <laughs> <laughs> absolutely hilarious stunning. it's the best it's the best he ever looked it's and, and he <laughs> and he's like and he's the family the don't leave me alone and and, oh and just you know oh, that's God. gene 
Hackman. And I'm sitting there going, man, because I, like, you know, I think Gene Hackman's a pretty conservative guy, like in real life. And he plays, he plays the, 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 the role of the senator just impeccably. And then he plays, the, like I said, plays the comedy so straight. And then for him to just, that turn, that reveal, that everything is, it just makes the movie. The, the bit where he can't yeah. grasp that she's but, a man. But, yeah. yeah. But you said, but you call but her she, Mother Coleman. And Kevin, yeah. Kevin. And like, they, they explain it to him like three times. Three yeah. separate people go, dad, oh. they're men. They're gay. This is the, and he goes, but no, because she's so, and like, yeah. <laughs> with just one, with just one tiny difference. Well, yeah. not tiny. Well, not tiny. <laughs> yeah, not, well, not tiny. <laughs> but then oh, towards the annoying. end, as just to go back, as the as the plan for them to dress and drag to <clears throat> to usher them out of the club to avoid all the paparazzi. Um, they're all having a blast. This looks like the most amazing drag club you could ever go to. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, Gene Hackman's character is like, don't leave me alone here. I don't feel yeah, comfortable. Don't, you, don't you leave me. Don't you leave me. And then Nathan Lane walks up dressed as a man. And then he's like, care to dance? And they like, and they both get confused about who should leave. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. I just, it's I, great. Oh, damn it, Ryan. You're right. I could sit and go back downstairs and That's watch great. this again. And then, yeah. then they get out of the club. And the movie just ends. I was gonna say yep. straight to the wedding credits. Bish bash bosh done. I mean, yeah. post. I mean, credit wedding. Bang. And the thing is, yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm looking at it right now. Um, I okay. How long do you think this movie is? Ninety-six minutes. I was the same. I go. That's this is a ninety-minute movie. It's just a shade under two hours. No way. Yeah, and that's wow. thing. I was convinced this is a one of those just tight. Yeah, ninety-minute movies. This is a two-hour movie, and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> it just breezes by. It, it does. does. You could tell me it's thirty-minute movie for Christ's sake. <laughs> it's just yeah. I, I'm gonna have to watch it again just to double check and make sure. <laughs> I had a funny story for you. So yesterday, I go to the grocery store, and on my way in, there's music playing over the loudspeaker, and they're playing uh, the We Are Family song. And it just triggered me. And I'm like, oh my God, I was waiting for Gene Hackman to like walk out in, his, in full drag. I was, a, I was having a blast in the grocery store, just like, I got on Just mouthing the lyrics. <laughs> so, so, what's interesting to me, and I, I was actually quite surprised about this because there are some great shots um, in. In uh, the the birdcage, which is like, like I said, that opening shot, you got them walking through South Beach. You've got the scene, which is like uh, Nathan Lane trying to be manly, which is obviously shot in this restaurant. You've got that that in the background. You can see it. And then I think my favorite shot of the movie, also like that favorite little scene, where um, where Ryan, sorry Robin Williams' character brings the palimony. You know, basically they sign the legal document and says, "All right, mm-hmm. we are legally now." you know, with yeah. each other. And it's got Nathan Lane sitting there, the car pulls up and you've got that oh, big bus stop. And you've got mm-hmm. a big boat yeah. in the background. Ugh. Like what a wonderful shot. But a lot of yeah. this movie was shot in Hollywood. More than you think. <laughs> the whole majority of the movie, the club, Hollywood, the, the wow. apartment, Hollywood. So it's like for a very Florida movie, which has these very Florida shots, 
isn't shot very much in Florida. So let's like, you know, so what we like to do in this podcast, the whole point of this podcast, um, outside of mm-hmm. us loving to talk about movies, is the, you know, which one feels oh, man. the most so Florida, hard. is that mm-hmm. we've got three really interestingly Florida movies. So as much as yeah. I said that you've got those Hollywood shots, you know, for the, so the interiors, it feels ho- uh, Florida, it I, looks Florida. I was going to pick Scarface, and then I, I watched like a documentary on it, realizing that um, they'd only shot for two weeks in Florida, and the rest was shot in California. So I was like, oh, I'm going to say I won't pick that because it didn't feel right. And now you're blowing my fucking mind that the birdcage <laughs> wasn't yeah. shot there. No. Oh. And so then, so then oh. we've got, so we've got the birdcage. <laughs> 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 I pierced your love of the birdcage. <laughs> but so then we've got, right, birdcage, which still got, as in it, for me, it's kind of like geography sometimes that I like a movie that looks or feels right. So the birdcage is still giving us that, that strip feel, that that yeah. beach feel. You had that shot, the classic shot of um, Christine, uh, what's her face, Taransky or something like that. Um, she's oh, so the hot. Drawbridge. But the drawbridge, right? So you're setting up things like like that. Same yeah. things that we're getting from Bad Boys Two. Mm-hmm. You've got the whole chase scene across that bridge. You've got that element of of all the different sort of ethnicities that you can find. Again, all of it racial stereotypes, but at the yes. same time, does Bad Boys 2 not deliver on the fact that Cubans are in Miami and that, mm-hmm. you know, that white people are in Miami, yeah. black people are in Miami and all kinds of people are in Miami? And then you get you get Miami Connection, which is, yeah, we have, you know, here, welcome to Orlando, and we have yeah. bikers, <laughs> and we have, you know, downtown. This is... And ninjas. Yeah. And ninjas! <laughs> yeah. I think... <laughs> I think the only thing that I think is a big problem with all of these movies is a serious lack of alligators. It's <laughs> true. Do you see that one alligator true. in any of these movies? And if I think Florida, I think alligators. So I'm like, there's got to be some movie out there. But like, this is like, guys, I can't even even fathom which movie oh. I'm, I'm going to go for. So, yeah. so I'm going to throw wow. it out to you guys with this, is that, out of all these movies, does Bad Boys 2 have the most locations? It's very much shot in Florida. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the, you got the, the boat chase, like the, the highway chase, like this, that very much feels like what my vision for at that time, at that time period, was a very Miami like linen on the beach, white, like white suits. Mm-hmm. It just felt, and it's funny, none of us picked Miami Vice, which. Oh, Shame I, on us. I wanted I considered it. I considered it. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to, but yeah. see, I'm a fan of the director's cut and other people aren't. And then I was The director's like, cut is definitely better. Yeah. No, 100% yeah. better. Not everyone agrees with that. Um, but I, I think the director's cut is way better. Um, yeah. But the, the, yeah, I mean, the, of the three of them, when you really break it down. Well, hang yeah, on. Yeah, I think my. Well, hang on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I'm still thinking this, but at mm-hmm. the same time, our independent movie, Miami Connection, you know there is not a single iota of that movie that wasn't produced, shot, set, and acted entirely in Florida. In, that's a good yep. point. Miami Connection is like, uh, there will be, there must be special effects from Bad Boys 2, there must be certain pickup shots or something that didn't mm. happen in Florida. There must be. So I'm like, it's in my head, because I was surprised as well, Ryan, with the birdcage thing. But it's got to be Bad Boys 2 versus Miami Connection. And it's like, 
as and I told you my instinctual was Florida, like you were just saying, Bad Boys Two. Yeah, you know that's the first place I went. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's like it's like the the music video Miami with Will Smith. You know, yeah. that's like for me, Miami, yeah. the music video, and Bad Boys Two are inseparable. They are the same thing. They have boats and cars and people yeah. and 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 hot ladies and stuff like that. But yeah. maybe, and maybe just far maybe. less problematic. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> you know, but like Miami Connection, you can't argue is yeah. a pure Florida movie. Yeah, yeah. Made you know, by Florida people, wow. yeah. Florida setting. Yeah, yeah. I, Florida I'm ninjas, man. Florida ninjas. Wow. They really a local miss an Florida legend. It was, <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, so like I said, I I didn't do too much research because I wanted to hear more, but like. I am I correct in saying that like Miami Connection was only really released in like three theaters for a couple of days only in Florida until it was rediscovered many years later. Yeah. Yes. Ask you this. So then you're you're positing a world in which this movie was unearthed and rediscovered also in Florida. <laughs> was it there? <laughs> Where was I don't it? Know. That's the, the um, yeah, yeah, no. It's, What's it's, the history of Miami Connection? I want to know more. This doesn't that come up in the in Will? Doesn't that come up in the Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny? He's there to uncover. <laughs> the, the they're lost looking relic. for the print. Yeah, the they're looking period. for the print of right. Miami yeah. Connection. Right, right. God, <laughs> that's no, that's the whole yeah. quest. So you can Give dial up to eleven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's our destiny. Yeah. It's our destiny. So like, I, 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 I'd be like literally willing to watch a cage fight between Miami Connection and Bad Boys Two. So guys, duke it out because like, I don't know where to land on this one. <laughs> I would say Miami Connection missed an opportunity by not having a ninja kill somebody with an alligator. That's um, damn it. That is a big missed opportunity. (laughs) And and Bad Boys Two missed no opportunities to kill everybody in every single way. Um, So it's tough though because here's where I'm landing on Bad Boys Two, which is the tone, the feel, and and this is not a reflection on people who live in Florida. But the tone and feel coming out of Florida right now is much more cynical and angry these days than uh, I think it used to be. And yeah. so Bad Boys 2, I think, does kind of fit the zeitgeist of what's kind of coming out of Florida these days. Whereas we would want it to be Birdcage yeah. or Miami Connection, where the theme is all friendship. Right. And I, so I think that might be where I'm landing as well. Okay. Do you want to do what I mean? I'm going to twist you. I'm going to twist you. Yeah. Up. All right. Uh, Ryan, you go first. Ryan, I was you go say, first. Let me, let me blow your mind here for, for a moment. <laughs> the one thing all three of these movies have in common is friends to eternity, loyalty, honesty, that stay together <laughs> through thick or thin. You say, so right. Hey guys, guess what movie that came from? Miami Connection. Bad boys That's for true. Life. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Star for life, dude. You are, and here you get uh, Ryan. You are, you are damn right. And yep. and and uh, Will, I'm about to. This is. I'm going to secure it for you because yeah. I would say that you are so right. Like, and I think that there's nothing almost more Florida than Bad Boys Two, and it would win if it didn't have the last thirty minutes in Cuba. Mm. Yes, that's that's a big detractor. It takes it out. And it's like, whereas Miami Connection is in Orlando. (laughs) 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 But it's like, but this movie is balls to the wall, Florida. 
And yeah. you know what? Ryan nails it is that it, as much as you've got the greatest, the most loving and just sweetest movie, The Birdcage, and you've got the exact opposite in Bad Boys 2, that with Miami Connection, you take the violence and ridiculous of Bad Boys 2, but you throw the heart and love of the birdcage and you shoot yeah. it all in Florida. Guys, Shit. I think we have found our answer. There is I, no argument. Wow. On board. Wow. Yeah. That's it. I, oh this is God. the three of us have found it, guys. I feel good about this. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to talk to. I, I can't wait to talk to my therapist about this. <laughs> <laughs> Can we invite YK Kim onto the show? That would be incredible. But oh I, my God, absolutely, guys. We have found it. We're, I'm just yeah. drawing a light under it right now. You know what? It's not even. That's it. Miami Connection has the heart, it has the action, it has the craziness, it has the locations. It yeah. is pure Florida. Boom! The if official. Only the, if only the birdcage had more ninjas. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. if there were just some ninjas in there, that bish bash yeah. bosh, you, you'd be absolutely right. The birdcage would be winging it. But there you go. It's the official movie of Florida. Oh my god, I feel so good about this choice as well. We, yes. we this is why you've got to talk about the movies first. Brilliant. Um, but. There are two things that we need to do before we move on, which is one, what were your also rans? What were your, like, I almost oh. went for, because um, my number two was The Birdcage, which is why I was so happy that we'll pick yeah. it. And my yeah. number three was Miami Vice with uh, mm. Michael Mann's Miami Vice. So were there any other sort of like random sort of Florida yeah. movies that you, you threw out there? I mentioned, you know, I mentioned Scarface, obviously, but I think the other one I was going to do uh, my, again, my gut, the second you said, we said Florida, I was like, oh, Bad Boys 2 is a no-brainer. And then as, as the week progressed, I'm like, I don't know if I really, <laughs> I, I could like live with myself for picking that. So I had to go with a Wraith-adjacent <laughs> film. But I was going to also do Ace Ventura Pet Detective, which is oh, also also boom. a little problematic considering the-, the And the, also uh, has Dan the, Marino the in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, didn't you mention True Lies as well? Because we've got that whole Florida Keys. I did. I was thinking about that, but not enough of it took place. Not enough, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's good. It was Ace Ventura, in though. In Key West, yeah. Because Ace Ventura is totally Florida, and you've got the Miami Dolphins. The Miami like, Dolphins. Whole scene, like, theme going through the whole thing. That's, yeah. That yeah. would have been a good one. Oh, my God. What a great movie. But also just such a yeah. product of its time. Yeah, Sean Young in that movie. I love Sean Young as well. And like the yeah, the entire premise of that movie being a little bit of transphobia. Um, Will, yeah. what about you? Just man? a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. It's kind of the it's whole so winky. Oh, God. Your gun is digging into my hip. Did <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you yeah, say that no. in Bad Boys too? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I I was circling around the same same things. Uh, Miami Vice. I, I decided against that though, because I really do love the show way more than the movie. I do agree the director's cut is definitely better because I, I I watched both cuts not too long ago, and I'm like, oh, the theatrical cut, you miss so much context and setup. Like they just start at the club scene, Straight like, in the club. Yeah, you're like, what's going on? So yeah, no, I agree. The director's cut is mm. better, but. Both of them, I'm just like, ah, the show is just so much better. So I put the movie out of my mind. Uh, I was also circling Ace Ventura because I just thought it'd be fun to talk about. Mm -hmm. And I saw it. I, I'm going to kind of estimate here. I'm going to be conservative in my estimation. I think I saw it 85 billion times as a, um, <laughs> as a child. So I have that whole movie memorized. 
but uh, my my biggest one that I was circling because I just I think it's a an excellent piece of filmmaking more recently is Florida Project. Um, I haven't seen that. I don't even. It, what is the Florida Project? It, it's literally so Willem Dafoe owns like um, it's a it's essentially like supposed to be a hotel, but it's more of a motel, and it's kind of people who are more or less homeless who are staying for long periods of time. It's not exactly like legal, like running it, but Willem Dafoe's character is just such a genuinely nice person and wants to help out. He's always like struggling on with money, but it follows this little kid uh, and her mom and just they're It's kind of like a slice of life story. Sequel to Streets of Fire? <laughs> a, a little bit. Way less action though, but it's, you're getting this kid's POV of her life there. And she's just young enough that like all the dark stuff going on isn't really affecting her yet. Um, and it's, it's just such a sweet, like, you know, heartwarming, but also kind of like, you know, like her story's eventually going to go pretty bad. Yeah. But is Um, it bad boys too? No, (laughs) no, no, no. This is a movie. No, it's it's a movie. I highly recommend people watch it. Um, it's the kid actor in it. She is so amazing. I, I could picture her going. Is on it Calista Flockhart? I was going to say Calista Flockhart. playing a nine year old. Nails it. Yeah, but I, I almost picked that one. <laughs> All right, yeah. that's an interesting wow. one. Okay, well, number two is where we decide where we're going next week. Um, I I just. I've been circling this one. It's, um, you know, we're, we're getting interesting. I'm throwing it out here right now, all right? Get into the research. I already know what movie I'm doing because I've already told you what I'm doing. But we're going to go to the state of Colorado. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. So, so get into research. I can, I can throw some out for you, but Colorado is, is where we're going. I already know which movie I'm picking. I can't wait to talk about this movie. I'm actually excited to watch it again. Is it Denver Connection? <laughs> How do you know the Taekwondo, the famous Taekwondo movie, <laughs> which isn't shot in Denver? Uh, but um, <laughs> so look, there we go. So guys, we have officially christened um, Miami Connection as the movie that represents Florida better than any other movie in the history of movies. And next week, we here at the United States of Movie Podcast are going to be heading to the state of Colorado to find the movie, the Mile High movie that defines that state. Guys, Will, Ryan, what a great episode. I enjoyed oh the absolute yeah. crap out of this one. Incredible. I love the choices. I can't wait to see what you bring to the table next week. For everyone that's listening at home, if there is anybody listening at home, thanks for <laughs> listening. Uh, but at the same time, uh, like, subscribe, rate. It really does help us if you share it. That helps as well, um, just interaction like that. Also, make sure you check out my social media. I'm That Englishman in Texas. You can find links to find the It's Wraith and Time t-shirt, which you can find, yeah. which Ryan has developed uh, and designed. In fact, Ryan, I think, is going to start doing some stuff like that. We've got some merch coming out. Um, you can find Will at Entitled Willennial. And Ryan, how can people find you? Uh, well, you really, you, you, you can't, I'm, I'm working on that game. Yeah. I'm getting fight. a lot of requests. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of requests for, uh, to, for me to stop lurking outside of people's homes. <laughs> <laughs> Practicing Taekwondo. Uh, I did set up, I did set up for us a, just to just shout it out. I did create a subreddit for us. It's subreddit, uh, United States of a movie. Uh, 
if you want to like share your ideas and comment on previous episodes, I put them all up there. If you want to talk about them, that's where you can find us. Will, (laughs) Ryan, thank you so much uh, for joining us on this episode. Get thinking about Colorado and to all you guys at home. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time on the next episode of United States of a Movie Podcast. (laughs) 